And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the podcast I do with my good pal, Stephen Cornfield. And I do it with my good buddy, Kyle Redding. We just do it together. Anyways, <laughs> we had a special guest on this week, and his name is Joe Bell. And I was going to say he's the jack of all trades, but he's the Joe of all trades. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, I like that, actually. He should put that on his business card. If it's um, not already. If it's not already, yeah. The cool thing about this, so like... I've heard of Joe Bell only through you, and I didn't know quite what to expect, right? But there are so many good little nuggets of, like, wisdom that he just drops on us, like, randomly. And I just, like, kept getting my mind blown by some of these things. Like, there, I'm not going to reveal it because I want people to listen to it, but there was something that just, like, made my jaw drop in this episode. And I was like... Holy crap, that is like one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Tell me more, I need to know. And so there was just a lot of like stuff like that. So I'm very excited about this episode with Joe. So I was like, you know, Kyle, you, you didn't prepare me for this interview, man. This was amazing. It was awesome. Sometimes you just got to throw them in the fire and see what happens. But and that's what happened. Yeah, this episode was really good. We learned a lot of things from it. And without further ado, here's Joe Bell. <laughs> Stephen and I have the pleasure of sitting down with one of my old friends, Joe Bell. Joe actually sold me my first house through a referral. We've sat down, we've talked crypto, we've talked all sorts of things in the self-development world. Joe, welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. Thank you so Woo! much, guys. Yeah, thanks it's, for being here. It's <laughs> a pleasure. Um, like I said, we've gone back probably, I would say, Seven-ish years now, I got referred to you by actually our mutual friend, William Rannells. Oh, yeah. shout out to Bill. Yeah. He's, he's killing it at Meta now down in... Uh, no way. Yeah, he was... That's in, what he's doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was wondering. I, I he's see some... working for the billionaires now. Yeah. He was at Amazon. Now he's at Meta. Good. Moving Boy on up. Just doing yeah. good things. Doing but good. he gave me your name and he said, you, you were the guy to buy a house from. Yeah. Cool. And so, Joe, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you just give us kind of an elevator pitch about where you started, where you're at now kind of thing. Mm, where I know that's I probably start? a Yeah, yeah. That, um, dude, that's far reach, Dude, because, I mean, like, you already are like, you did this, you did crypto, you do real estate, you yeah. do investing. Yeah. So, like, maybe let's start from, like, real estate, right? Because yeah. So, like, start there. How did you get into that? You know, and let's go from there. Yeah, cool. So, I played baseball. Uh, growing up here and um what position i was a pitcher Ooh, go phillies yeah. uh, really I'm it's a philly okay fan. to be a philly <laughs> you see that <laughs> all right yeah. we're doing hands we're i doing, like uh -huh. that we're doing gang signs so over here. we were <laughs> we, uh i played a little adult league after my um you know pursuit for professional baseball and we were the fighting phillies that was our adult league name and nice. so it was no okay way. to be a philly 
that Dude, was, I didn't even know that yeah. you were that was the team name. I just I, I'm a big fan of the Phillies. So yeah. that's he, cool. He that's, really did a deep dive on your background. Oh sweet, <laughs> yeah. That, he must have found an old Bro, baseball. I went deep yeah. today. Deep internal so, base, integrity. Baseball. Yeah, where you're playing in Anchorage. Yeah, so I was. Um, I mean, I was halfway decent. And went to this combine, ended up uh, catching the eye of an Indian scout, Cleveland Indians, who are now. Oh, no yeah, way. Yeah, so the Guardians. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And uh, in that combine, he's like, hey, you want to play at the next level? And I was like, well, shit, yeah, I do. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I'm throwing a bullpen for him. So I'm up on the bump and I'm throwing, you know, as hard as I can at that point. Right. Because you don't really get that kind of an opportunity back then. Right. To throw in yeah. front of a professional scout. and. Um, so he's like, cool, I need you to move down to Washington in two weeks. Come play for my high school baseball team. Uh, and I was like, yep, done. I'm 32. Oh, like, I'm 32. I could do it. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. <laughs> how, how old were you? This, yeah. No, this is in high school. <laughs> yeah, 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 I figured. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got Kyle. He's coming down yeah, too. Uh, high school kids. Um, yeah. So I broke up with my girlfriend and I moved to Washington state no uh, way. two weeks later oh, and flip flop. Oh yeah. Dude. No, like, but that was my dream. Right. Right. And so yeah. not her. That's awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, she's probably yeah, listening. She's, she's, oh, we oh, love yeah, you. Yeah. We love you, baby. We love yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody does. No, no <laughs> names here. Um, so out of Alaska, I went and I pursued baseball for five years, uh, ended up, at Iowa State University, they cut their program after 109 years. I was in my junior year going into my senior year. No more baseball at that college. Jeez. Right? And um, it was a pretty expensive school. It's a really, really great yeah. school playing in the Big 12. So I come back here. And I don't have anything to do in regards to, like, I, I don't know how to make money. I had one job for Disney. When I was in oh, Florida, you got my oh, attention. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I, I was not in a mask. I was not. Yeah, no, I was not he's a big a Disney. Disney fan. I'm a, I'm no a way. sucker for Disney, oh, man. Sweet. Uh, okay. Mostly the parks and like Walt Disney himself. Because yeah. like, look at what he did, right? Oh no, it's, that's the short. I could go for days. Yeah, days, bro. I'm talking about Disney, but like that's the short. Yeah, way I love it. it. It was it was an incredible experience. Um, you know, you go into Disney and you and you do, you have that allure, right? You've got this mm-hmm. pixie dust being shoved up your ass, you know, every 30 seconds. Uh, you got right? Kyle's yeah. attention uh, again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going there next. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they take you in behind the scenes, right? And yeah. as you're walking through these tunnels, they're dark tunnels underground beneath the theme park. So you're I at mean, Dis- Disney World? I was at Disney World in Florida, yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's um, Alice in Wonderland over there smoking a cigarette and Goofy's sitting on, you know, a bench and looks like he hates his life and it's miserable. (laughs) Loses the dream. Yeah. Well, what you come to find out is at that time, I think they were hauling in like 40 to 50,000 college students into a place called Pleasure Island. Yes. Have you heard? Well. Yeah, I mean, I applied to be a college student at Walt Disney World, and I got accepted, but I had to turn it down. You didn't but go? I was, no, I didn't. I couldn't. Oh, my I, God. They were like, I was doing it for the next year, but then they were like, actually, Stephen, we want you to come this summer. And I was like, I have plans. And they're like, sorry. Oh, So damn. it didn't work out. Yeah. But I was going to move into 
like the dorms or whatever. Is it called Pleasure? So it's called Pleasure Island? I don't know. That's what I heard. Oh, I was going to say. That is, well, that's the fucking coolest name. No, I've signed up for a few Pleasure Islands and I never never got to go. It was an island of some sort. No, but it was. It was, it's 40,000 college students at the time, all crammed into these dorms. It's college without college, right? Right. And so this is the college program. Yeah. So actually, you know, your wife is probably thanking you today that you didn't go because I think at that time it had made the top top three or top five like uh, destinations oh. Oh. for catching an STD. Oh, I know. Shit, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. I did. So my buddy applied at the same time. This is a rabbit trail. But my buddy applied uh, at the same time, and he went down. And so he was telling me. And so he sent me this article where it was, like, talking about all the drugs and the yes. parties. Yeah. And I was like, ah. you know, I was a pretty good b- Christian boy at that time. And I was like, maybe it's not a good thing. I didn't go, but also yeah. I was going to be either a boat driver or a monorail driver. Mm. Oh, that was cool. going to be my okay. my job. And that year was like the one year that they had a giant monorail crash and people died. Oh, thank like, and I was like, dude, twice the? removed. Yeah, that's gl- good. You didn't I was go. like, maybe, maybe that could have been. Maybe, me. Like, yeah. Apparently, maybe. two monorails collided. No way. One guy just that like, can happen. Isn't a um a one mono- guy was like rail? off. One guy was off duty, and I think he thought he needed to take a train back or something. And then they were bringing passengers on this oh, no. one, and the same thing just collided. Oh, but Disney. Okay, so let's get back on track. <laughs> you worked at Disney. Dude, we, we don't need to get on any track, yeah, especially a monorail Spe- track. Speaking of Disney <laughs> tracks, we don't want to get on those. Uh, so you're 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 you know looking for ways to make money. Yeah, yeah. So Disney. I, I come back to Anchorage. Uh, I'm going to UAA, and I'm trying to figure out how to make money. I know baseball. I'm a baseball guy through and through. Like I love the sport and, um, and I'm naturally, um, just a teacher educator. I love education, right? Mm -hmm. That piece of it. So I get into individual instruction where I'm working with pitchers and, you know, guys that want to get better at throwing and, you know, everything along those lines. And I run into an old real estate cat at the time, um, Kurt Nading, Mm -hmm. who is big commercial, you know, um, Dinosaur the in the industry now, Navy right? Boys. And I and I say that, yeah, yeah, I say that with respect. Like he's been around for years and years and years. And I'm working with his boys, Chad and Nick, and I'm starting to get to know the family. I'm getting to know Kurt, and one day I'm like, "Hey, Kurt, I want to go into real estate." And he's like, "Sweet, that's awesome." First, I want you to reopen this bar I have, and I was like, "Like, does you have any like, res- like bar experience?" Like a oh no, well I mean. Yeah, at Disney Wide like, World of Sports. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, had, I had food and beverage. Oh, interesting. Um, and he's like, yeah, I want you to uh, open this bar because we had some challenges with it. Well, if you're familiar with the old Tony Roma's oh, location. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So oh, interesting. So they, um, they ended up getting shut down by the neighborhood, right? And he's like, so I want you to open this bar. I want you to get good with the neighborhood. And once you exercise on that, then I'll get you into real estate. And I was like, okay, cool. Done and done. Like every guy's dream. Well, that's lots of guys' dreams to own or run a bar. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was like, let cool. me, you know, finance the liquor license and everything. It was you so got, you're running this bar. I'm running the bar. No experience is running a bar. How did it go? How did you get the neighborhood on the side? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Well, we reached out and had a conversation with them and yeah. communicated with them and you know, we're very uh, crazy. I know. Crazy yeah, idea. Super weird. You guys um, drink free on Fridays. <laughs> totally. Right. Like, I mean, it was like, how do we get these guys in? And, yeah. you know, because 
the the location was, you know, it was potentially on the risk of losing a license because it was dormant for so long after right. getting shut down. Oh, and that makes sense. you okay. you also have, you know, a strike against you um, because of all the complaints the neighborhood was given, right? So sure. so my job was to go in and clean it up and that's what we did. And we cool. didn't we weren't, you know, ultra successful. Otherwise you would have heard about it. Right. Um, but it was a really fun nine months of um, basically having a party with all my friends, yeah. making a little bit of money, staying up really late, yeah. um, learning inventory. Yeah. My, my girlfriend at the time would pass out about 2.30, a.m. on the bar, um, not because she was drinking, but because it was just late, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting there counting money, and um, it was miserable in the best way possible, it was a very good experience, but nothing I would ever want to do again. Interesting. Yeah, it's like going yeah. to like a a nine month college course and like running totally. a business hands on. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like yeah. that's what in uh, the restaurant industry is super good at is like you, you learn how to deal with customers, mm-hmm. you learn how to think on your feet very quickly, mm-hmm. and do a, a couple other things, make a drink or whatever it is. But it's yeah. like a lot of things you have to learn real quick or it sucks yeah and yeah i mean managing it is the same i was gonna say i mean that's how i learned a lot of my business is like uh when i was a manager at the rustic goat shout out to rustic goat like inventory but also scheduling also like having employees that look up to you uh and then customer service when like someone got a steak that was not rare enough or something and like dealing with them so yeah there's a lot of like Life lessons I've learned from restaurants. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need to get chewed out by a customer, you know, a couple oh, times man. to realize, yeah. you know, build some some calluses to yeah. people. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. And, yeah. yeah, it's just fun. But so after the restaurant kind of did its thing, so Mr. Nadine, I'm sure, moved you forward into real estate. Yeah, then after so that. he... Uh, Spoiler alert, <clears throat> Kyle. Oh, I'm just, I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just guessing. He, you know, after I got my license, he walked in and he's like, here's the phone book, here's the... Pad and paper, you know, start calling. Start calling. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, obviously, right, there's leads that are coming in and I'm working and everything along right. those lines. But, you know, I really cut my teeth on a market that was on the downslope, mm-hmm. right? Because I got my license 06, I was working in 07, and, um, you know, you know what happened 08, oh, yeah. we had the mm-hmm. pullback. And mm-hmm. so that's where I earned my stripes and I, I learned how to survive. So then when we, started coming back around, right? All boats float with a rising tide. Uh, 2010 through 2012, it was like, yeah. boom, right? And it yep. just went, yeah, you know? And um, so from there, uh, just applying myself and, you know, learning the ins and outs of real estate and being a go-getter, um, you know, we, we started to really experience some great success. And, you know, from there, I was offered a, um, a position of the assistant CEO with Keller Williams, I think that was in 13, somewhere around there. And so now all of a sudden I'm in my role of, you know, I was teaching baseball, but now I'm teaching real estate. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I'm teaching leadership and I'm teaching yeah. accountability and yep. everything along those lines, right? So, um, you know, we built a team and we started doing really, really well. Uh, a couple of years later, I get the opportunity to run Keller Williams here in the state of Alaska and so now I'm seeing, you know, overseeing, let's see, 350 licensees. Um, one of those years we did about a billion dollars in business. So like super sexy, 
I can be like, yeah, I ran a billion yeah. dollar business, right? Which is which is really cool. But billion with a B, everybody. With a B, just want to yep. make sure you heard yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, not a Tilly, a billion. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but at, at the same time, that that really had nothing to do with me, right? I I was I was just in charge of being the support cast and providing uh-huh. more support to you know the studs and studettes of the industry. Sure. Right, and so. I mean, it, it really was a servant leadership role, but it was also super sexy to be, you know, the CEO. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was really neat, you know? Yeah, that's um, cool. So yeah, I mean, fast forward to, you know, where we are now. And I think I've played about every role there is in real estate. We're now in development we've got some properties we're developing out in Girdwood and um, we've been doing flips and, you know, all kinds of stuff, real estate related for, for a lot of years. Do you think that's something that most people should at least dabble in at some point and or another and just learning real estate more? And I mean, flipping is a huge thing for a lot of people that are investors of some sort because it sounds it sounds easy. It sounds <laughs> on paper yeah. very yeah. easy when they try to tell you to do yeah. it. You know, you just look for you know I undervalued think, assets. I, was, I think it, it's like how people talk about it. It's just like, well, it's just like, aren't you're not so flipping? enticing. Yeah. And it's uh, like, yeah. Yeah. I just assume if somebody is telling me I should do something, it's much harder than it is because they want more people to be involved or, you know. They want more people to experience the like suck. The, the, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're I, like, come here. You look like a sucker. Ex- the, the, <laughs> no, this is easy. You'll, you'll get it in no time. The best example I think <laughs> oh. of is like crypto. Steve and I both have dabbled in it. Yeah. I've literally sat down and had coffee with you a couple months ago yeah. and talked about it. And it's like, Oh, the you good old days. Have, yeah, oh, I know. Before <laughs> before we were tying our nooses and, you know, all that stuff. No, no. We're, <laughs> we're, we're investors. Holders. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're hodlers. Yeah. We're long tail. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be fine. But I'm just saying, we, it, there was a period of time where you're just like, you're not in crypto, dude. You got to yeah. get in crypto. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And yeah. now I'm just like, you know, you might want to dodge that bullet. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm still holding, but it, it just feels like Me too. real estate's one of those things where everybody I talk to is like, dude, you know, you don't have a rental unit. You don't have a fourplex. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You're stupid. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, I don't know that I'm made for real estate, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's a, a strength, too, is knowing what you're not going to no, be No, totally. I, I, yeah, good on you for, you know, not jumping in and just assuming that you would be good. Because yeah. there are more times than not that I run into the individual that was like, oh, yeah, I you know, wanted to be a landlord and I can't stand being a landlord. A hundred percent. sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... Um, yeah, understanding your strengths and your weaknesses, that's a thats a really key thing in life, I think, you know? Yeah, and, and like what you're saying is you kind of grew up in the baseball and, and you love to teach people the mm-hmm. game and stuff. Yeah. And, and what I noticed when we were kind of doing our transaction for purchasing my house and we were going and seeing houses, I remember I was picking your brain about books that you're listening to. And yeah. I, I remember you're a big audio book fan. Like, what what is it about, like, kind of that self-development that you really enjoy, like, you've you've ran like you said a billion dollar company like Mm -hmm. you've done a lot of things in your life that i know that i'd love to hear more about but like where's that drive come from like what what are you trying to accomplish essentially just a better joe bell you know good question i think uh it's a wonderful question (laughs) yeah um i think i'm still trying to fill the hole in the void that baseball left right Mm. (laughs) let's go deep all right all right, I'm your therapist now. Let's yeah, go, dude. Now Jesus. we go. How does that make you feel? Yeah. Now, um, you know, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna rabbit trail on that real quick, and sure. then I'll come back and please do. and answer your question. Um, so, 
Have you ever known someone from a young age that all they were ever fixated on was being one thing or doing one thing only for it to not happen? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I kind of feel like that's, I feel like a lot of, most people experience that to some level. Yeah. Especially, I think young boys are always told you're going to be like, especially if you're in, in athletics. Right. You're going to make the majors or you're going to be in the pros. Yeah, you're going right. to be on yep. the PGA Tour. Yep. And 99% of the time, doesn't come true. Right. You got to find something else. <laughs> but yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's heavy in sports. And so when, when those individuals experience the fallout, mm-hmm. right. And they don't make it like it's a major failure. Mm-hmm. They're not a failure, but they don't realize it just yet. Right? right. Like they have to, they have to work through that. So it's a very deep, dark place that a lot of folks go through. And it's in the dark where you really start to understand who you are or you completely lose sight of where you're going. Mm. Right. So it's an opportunity for each individual to go, okay, like I'm getting to know myself right now and I'm going to grab on that and, you know, carry it to where I need to go. Or they just go, ah, oh, fuck it. You know, I'm going to start drinking. I'm going to start eating. And you see these amazing athletes when they were 18 to 21 years old that have now blimped up and they're out of shape and mm-hmm. all they ever do is mm-hmm. drink beer and play softball or, you know, um, yeah. and no, no disrespect to sure. I don't mean to say it like that. But you can really tell somebody who wasn't able to get over it versus mm-hmm. those that were able to get over it. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to work through that and to firmly grasp, like, I'm not going to be a professional athlete. Right. And that was, that was really hard. Yeah, I would but, imagine. But as a result, right, coming back to your question, um, I got to know myself and I got to know how to make myself content, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of being content is in physical attributes. So I have to be doing something physical. I have to be doing something that speaks to my soul, fishing. Right? Sure. Um, another thing is just naturally being the educator, the learner, right? That all gets wrapped up. And so I have to be consuming some sort of yeah. new information, right? Right. And um, for years, I've gotten... Time and time again, like I've, I've been on the precipice of amazingness, right? I'm running a billion dollar company or our real estate team is, you know, grossing a million dollars, you know, a year, or, um, I'm right there at the edge of baseball and I'm so close. And, Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is like, I am more of a individual that will pursue evolution as opposed to being the singular best at any one thing. Sure. And that, that could be a total cop out. Yeah. It could be a big excuse that I've told myself long enough to where I now believe it. That's how you cope. Yeah. But I, but yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Okay. What's next? Um, but it is, it is true. Like it speaks to me. I remember, remember being, uh, 20, I think it was 2021 in my dorm and I was like a weekend warrior. Like I was going for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is out having fun at a party drinking. Right. And I'm doing crunches on some shaggy ass Berber carpet, you know, trying to get my body better so that I can perform better, you know, at my college. And I I just remember uh, at one point just stopping and going, is is this it? Like, is this, is this really what I'm, what I'm looking for? Right. What, what is, what is art? What is Europe? What is Hmm. 
all this other shit in life that if I pigeonhole myself right now, I could probably be really amazing at this one thing. And is it truly what I want? And as soon as I asked that question, I realized I was okay to step away. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't probably, I was going to spend eight to 10 years in the minor leagues coming out of the bullpen, getting to throw 17 pitches every three days. Like, it wasn't going to probably be a glamorous life for mm-hmm. me in baseball. So it was one of those things where I kind of put two and two together and I was like, all right, time to pursue. You were like 21 different. at that time. You yeah. said, yeah, that's yeah. really young to like have that like realization yeah. too. For sure. I mean, when I was 21, I was stupid. I was, I was Oh no, stupid. I was, no, I, I'm not. No, I, I was dumb, dumb, <laughs> yeah, dumb, right, dumb. Right. That was just one moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one moment. In that was my one thing. <laughs> Um, one thing Stephen and I have talked about to an endless amount of time is just this idea of being kind of a, um, a jack of all trades Mm -hmm. instead of just being a master of one. And it's like, it kind of feels like that's the right route. And it's kind of what you're hinting at is that, you know, you had baseball and now you've seen all these other paths and this knowledge that you're trying to acquire and it's opening doors left and right for all different things. I mean, If if in well-rounded people, you're you're what came to mind when we were kind of talking about people to have guests. I was like, mm-hmm. the guy dabbles in everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what I try to do as well. Because uh, in this world nowadays, you're not you're not going to survive to an extent just doing the one career, one company, your whole life, four hundred one k retirement. And I, I mean, maybe. I've seen my parents kind of get screwed in that outlet. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in our generation are like, that's not for me. I want to do a ton of, I want to yeah. go see Europe. I want to do this and I want to do yeah. this and work for myself. And so being kind of this master of a lot of things is something that we've strived for. And it's like good to hear from other people that it's just, it can hit you later in life for a lot of us. I didn't feel that well, way till well, I was my thirties. I, th- I think like j- being a jack of all trades, a master of none it's really tough to define who you are, right? It's like tough to like understand like, oh, I do. Oh, it's also really tough to pitch yourself. I do this, but I also do this. I also do this. I also do that. I also dabble in this. So it's like sometimes uh, it can get a little confusing, but if you have an understanding of like who you are and what you want and you have like a, like a foundation that you're building off of, I think that really helps to have that multidisciplinary kind of, endeavors right yeah and teaching people like what you know really solidifies that you you know what you're talking about yeah because that that whole thing of if you can't explain it to somebody you really Mm -hmm. don't grasp it yeah and 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 i i use that to my uh my detriment sometimes when i'm thinking about like how do i explain like crypto is a good example. How do I explain mm-hmm. the blockchain to somebody? And and if I struggle, you then you I'm can't. Like, it's impossible. Well, you can, but <laughs> I struggle because I sometimes I'm like, man, yeah. how much do I actually understand of right. this? And so the whole learning and teaching thing is a great kind yeah. of uh, check to make sure you're not full of BS. Like yeah. <laughs> essentially, yeah. well, in my head. I mean, you're going to be full of BS. Well, in you... some ways, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about the old conventional way of thinking, where yeah, you either go to school or you go into a trade and you stick out that trade and you build up the 401k. And, and that's, that's great for a lot of people. Sure. It just isn't for me. Right. But also at the same point, right. I'm, I'm also making an excuse for myself for not being the best at any one thing. Mm. Um, and I'm very aware of that and I'm okay with it. Right. Because I understand what it takes. I've, 
I have pushed myself to limits to go in search of attaining the top level. Mm -hmm. And I understand what it takes. Right. And now it's more like, okay, cool. How many 10,000 hour clips can I do in my lifetime? Um, can I achieve and what can I learn in those 10,000 hours? Mm, right? right. So I did the baseball thing. Great. I teach, you know, I, I'm still involved in it to, to this day. I've done the real estate thing. Great. Like love it. It's been an amazing game for us, you know, industry wise. Mm -hmm. Um, and so now it's, it's like, okay, cool. I've got that. What else can I do? Because real estate's fun and I enjoy sitting across the table with people. I've done it a lot. Right. Right. And so now it's like, what else does this uncover? And, and what's really, I think the biggest benefit about real estate is the conversations that come as a result of being in real estate, the, the conversations that come out of the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like we did a real estate transaction and then several years later, we're sitting down having coffee mm -hmm. talking about crypto. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, um, you know, and, and this is, uh, you know, one piece of advice that I would give folks is think in possibilities. And then I'm going to combo that with, because you're only one conversation away mm -hmm. from doing really cool shit that you want to do. For sure. You know, oh, that's cool. And then, and then that. once you, once you do really cool shit and you do it a bunch more, then you kind of go, okay, what, what's the next conversation I'm looking for, mm -hmm. for the next saga of cool shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, it, and that's a little bit of how I roll. I mean, I'm super boring cause I'm kind of, you know, predicated on, uh, a routine, mm -hmm. but my brain is what elevates me and you know, the conversations I have elevate me to being involved in really cool shit. Yeah, sure. Right. I know you've done a lot of like physical things with like mm -hmm. um, races and different things like that. Like what are some of the things that you've done or of, of accomplished over the past couple of years in, in more of the physical realm? Are you referring to my dodgeball stardom? Yes. I no. assumed you were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the legendary dodgeball stardom. Hold up, I don't know. In <laughs> no. 2007, no. I won a world championship. Um, the movie's based on him. <laughs> wait, wait, are you fucking with me? No. Really? No, I, I, I yeah. 2007 promise. dodgeball champion sitting at this world, table right now. World, 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 world champion. Yeah, world. Sitting at this table Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Holy, yep. I need to know more about that. How yeah. many headshots? Right? Do you go for the head Ooh, specifically? Okay, you're not supposed to, right? I will. I'll give you. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to drop this, just a little. This is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's That's real, so man. Cool. I'll, I'll give you this one little snippet. So we are in, I think, our first game, right, as we start the tournament. And there's a dude on the other team. He's got a great arm, right? And he's very athletic. And um, I was the arm for our team. Sure. Um, I had a guy that, that, makes sense. that, makes that sense. fully protected me. We, we referred to him as my <laughs> meat shield. No shit. That's a real term. I meat. mean, it's good strategy. John, good you're going to have to take one to the um, face uh, if it's coming uh, at me. <laughs> no, yeah. legit. Like, you have to jump in front of me to save me. I love You're it. the fucking president. Dude, yeah. it, well, yeah. he's your security guard. Yeah, so they've got two different size balls, right? One is the size of a softball, it, and we call it the stinger, right? Okay, and the yeah. other is the big ball. So the meat shield would have a big ball. He'd squat Deflect in front of me, it, yeah. and I'd squat behind him with the little yeah, stinger. Makes sense. Right? They'd do their oh, best man. to try and take me out, and then I'd go and smoke them. So, <laughs> so what happens, right, um, in dodgeball is you start at the back line. You uh -huh. sprint to the middle to grab the balls. Yeah, right. right? And I had this amazingly fast team. There were, like, three dudes that were just 
they flew. So we would always win to the stinger. And what I would do, you, so you grab the ball, you have to jump back behind the legal line before you throw. So my guy would run up to the middle, grab the stinger, chuck it back to me. I'm standing behind the line, so it's legal. And then I just light people up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I mean, just straight up <laughs> blast people. So, so this funny. other dude on the team uh, we're playing runs up to the line. And I don't, I don't know why he ran. He should have not been anywhere near that line. Oh, no. He ran up to the line, uh -huh. and I get the stinger, and I see him, and I just let it launch. Like, I just, <laughs> legit. <laughs> the sound effects, dude. Legit. Yeah. Smoke him in his eye. Orbital? Yep, oh, right orbital in the socket. orbital socket. Yeah. And he drops. How heavy is this ball? Just like, oh, give me like, like a, I mean, it's a, it's a softball, but is it like four a, to six ounces, maybe somewhere yeah, in there? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, right. You know, the big ball, the big rubber yeah, balls, yeah, right? Yeah. Think it's of like it as a little small. tiny. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh, just oh, ball of no fire no when you let dude. it go. So yeah, I smoke him in the orbital socket. He goes down and, he, and he's out. He's dead. He's out. You killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First casualty in the world yeah. championship. Smoked him in the eyeball. No, yeah. And he's, Joe killed he's the other team. That's why I, he I knocked him out. He legitimately was out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. He was down there for however long. That should be on your business card. Did you go dude. stand over yeah. his body and just kind of gloat mm -hmm. a little bit? You know, so what's funny is. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that probably. <laughs> we, we were team Alaska. Oh, okay. But. We felt like we were the, we were the New York Yankees. For sure. Oh, like, I they bet. would boo us. Well, and we were jerks, but yeah, like cocky jerks. Yeah. And they would boo us. And one of the strategies in the game is you hold your hand behind your back if right. you have the stinger, right? And so everybody would hold their hands behind their back. And the, the people in the stands behind us would be like, oh, number 12 has the ball, number 12. And we're like, <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah. yeah it so there was is. no strategy on that side. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a ton of fun. It was probably my most memorable athletic performance. Being a pitcher, I didn't get to do a lot of athletic things. Sure. Right? They'd have me throw. They'd have me run. Uh -huh. That was my day. Right? But out here, I was running. I was jumping. I was Dodging wrenches and yeah, dodge, the, the duck, whole, dive and dodge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. What year did that amazing. movie come out? I think it was like oh four. Okay, so that was so probably was like us. on repeat at yeah. in the lobby. Absolutely. So yeah. how did you guys? All right. How, I mean, we gotta. I gotta know. How did you even get into this? Because like, if I wanted to play dodgeball right now as an adult, I'd be like, I don't even know where to start. There is a league, I think. I mean, I'm, there used to I'd be. I'd have to. I'd have to Google it. I'd have to Google it. It's probably underground now. First rule of dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I was invited out because um, uh, we had we had one of our adult league guys play with a team, and they had gone to this world championship previously. They got the invite and did fairly well. So then they came back looking for ringers, uh, and they're like, "Oh, you." That's cool. Oh, you, you can throw. You. So you got yeah. scouted, dude. Yeah. You got yeah. scouted. Yeah. I mean, twice. Most in your of life. my life, I have been lucky enough to be scouted. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, it's, yeah. Um, That's killer. I, I can't, I mean, my wife didn't scout me. I had to work hard on that. Yeah. One. But beyond that, <laughs> like, um, so yeah, no, I, I went out there and it just, it, it all came together. We had a great team, uh, great camaraderie with the guys that we were with. And, we just we just meshed and played what a together cool like thing. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you, do you think there's a a gonna be a placard in the Alaska you know sports? They hall? better damn well. I was gonna say, <laughs> did you guys have a team name? No. Besides Team Alaska, Team Alaska, it fit. 
yeah, the stinger dingers, yeah. you know, or something like, you know. We were We were sponsored by uh, Sal's New York Grill. No way. I play golf with that guy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy. That's Back in the so day. Funny. Man, that's pretty funny. I was gonna, oh, my no. gosh. What a time to be alive. Uh, but would, on, on to, like, the real question you were asking about, like, <laughs> athletic performance. What was that again? What was the question? Something about physical activity. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, again, I, I mentioned it early on. I have to be doing something physical. Sure. And it's super yeah. easy for me to not, right? I can be very lethargic and hang around and play with my kids and not do anything. So it, it is a force for me to make sure I get it done, but it's become so damn routine. Like it's, it feels weird if I don't. Sure. Right. And so for me, it's been triathlons. Mm -hmm. um, no way. Yeah. Swimming, hey. biking and running. Um, so I'm in the pool Monday and, one, or mon Monday and Fridays. I bike uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, and I run Wednesday and Sundays. I'm giving my hip a break right now, so I haven't been running. Got a little that, smart. <laughs> so, it, you, and I know we, I, I don't know the answer to this per se, but I know you spend time in Girdwood mm -hmm. um, yeah. generally. Is that during the winter, during ski season, essentially? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we lived out in Girdwood for seven years. Yeah. And I, then just relocated back because the kids and activities, it, is just more convenient. Yeah, and for people that don't know, Girdwood's forty-five minutes away. A small little town with a great ski resort. Well, there. Yeah, little resort town. Yeah. Amazing yeah. resort. You should yeah. all come to Girdwood. The dirty Gertie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like you said, you have a family. Essentially, you have three kids. We do three kids. Yep, twins. Yeah. Ooh, Twins daughter. and Twins. a daughter that was 18 months old when they were born. Ooh. You want to talk about chaos? That is chaos. Let's yeah. talk about it. It, it was yeah. nar nar. Like, Let's get into well, it. Well, that, yeah. that gets into the um, I'm a family man. Steven's married now as of February. As of February. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank and you. so yeah. a lot of times, Steven and I talk about, you know, like routines and schedules, and it becomes a. Um, I don't want to say a million times harder, but it becomes a million times different. Yeah. Way because, different. you know, Stephen will text me like, hey, just like yesterday, you're like, hey, I need this. And I'm I'm yeah. like doing this or the baby was sick yesterday. So she was home with me and I'm trying to do deadlines and stuff like that. So with three kids, like what does your routine look like? You just kind of went through your your fitness routine. So yeah. you, you're obviously squeezing in time for your body like What's wake up to kind of yeah, nighttime? Walk generally us through, through a day. Yeah. I'd be very curious too. Yeah. So um, I'm about 2,000, 2,300 hours into my stock market journey. Right. Right. Cool. And so I trade every morning. Um, I wake up at 5.15 um, pretty religiously anymore. And there's just something exciting about it that makes it easy for me right now. Right. I mean, you almost have to convince yourself of this stuff, right? Like, once I get into the pool, it sucks when I jump in, but as soon as I get going, I'm going to feel great. Yeah. Right. As soon as I jump on the bike, it's uncomfortable. It's one inch of rubber foam that I have to sit on for the next hour. It's going to suck at first, but I've got to do it and I want to do it. Right. So it's the same thing, right. With waking up. So, um, five to about, um, right now with kids, uh, back in school, about 7.45, 8 o'clock, I'm in front of the computer unless I, you know, knock it out of the park early and then I walk away for the day. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's that's my time to, it's quiet, I'm alone, my, life, my wife likes to sleep in. Um, and while I'm talking about her, like, she's also the main reason that my world 
ticks and works the way it does. 100%. She she harbors so much of the time with the kids. Yeah. And when I was training for a full Ironman, dude, I've, I'd have to go jump on a bike for six hours. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. And, well, what is she? Like, she has to stay with the kids, but she understands the importance of that for me. Mm. And knew that it would be a phase, right? And so, um, no, I I have to give so much yeah. credit to her and like for what she does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shout her so, out. What's her name? Yeah, Melissa. Melissa, we yeah. love you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, five fifteen to about eight. Um, I'm you know trading or at least watching the market, learning, trying to you know figure out how to get better with this thing. And and really for me, it's all about understanding the algo and. Uh, looking for signatures in the market where I can pick up on them and go, oh, there it was. It just showed its hand. It's going this way. Right. right? Interesting. And okay. then just catch a little ride, right? 500 to $1,500 per day is my goal. I'm not there, right? Right. But that's my goal. And um, provided we can get there, and it might take 10,100 hours, right? Yeah. But we'll just stay committed on that, right? And sure. So, uh, before you go, go ahead. before yeah. we move on, you said you were like two thousand twenty five hundred hours into this. Yeah. Do you keep a timer? Like, do you have like yeah? Well, do you clock in and clock <clears throat> out on like certain projects? So I'm fairly regimented, right? So I just know my my times and mm-hmm. day day in and day out. Yeah. Right? So you, you, you just got down hours. Such, I just do it. Such a routine yep. that you just you know and you can work in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. So I can go. Well, I'm. You know, two and a half years into this, and here's what I, you know, I'm math ten hours, yep. you know, per week That's in that range. Mi- a million five, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Carry the one. You yeah. have to carry the one. Yeah. That's an exponent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, from you know eight to two o'clock, I'm very much um, uh, on hand for real estate activities. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I've got my regimented time frame for my workout, right? And that's a do not disturb. And otherwise it's, and, and that's kind of the fun part about real estate because we're in development, we're working on beautifying homes. We do s- transactions. It can be any given thing, any given day, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it's different. So, you know, that time is really on hands for, you know, whatever comes up in that regard. And then uh, we get into the late afternoon and sometimes it's a nap because I've been up since five o'clock. It is absolutely critical, right, for my mission. Yeah. <laughs> day in and day out, like to be able to make sure that I have enough energy, right, in that regard. So, yeah, it's really it's really a big deal. Um, breath work, we can come back around to that. Sure. Because I just did Wim Hof. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, with, earlier in with the year. Wim? No, not with. Okay, but yeah, that like, would be amazing. But no, but like I, I went through the course with with, okay. with Jim yeah. Hoff. He was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another old Jim. Old Jim. He sells yeah. it at a half off discount. <laughs> Jim Hoff. Jim half off. <laughs> half off. Uh, yeah, that's um, awesome. Okay. Yeah, I'm very but, curious. Um, I mean, my days are they're, you know, they, they've got to be to, a to little me. Bit they're flexible. just they're just normal, but right. with flexibility, yeah. right? With real estate, I'm always. On and I'm always off. Right. So when I'm not doing real estate, then I have downtime, right? In most cases, if you will. So, yeah. And I mean, most of my day is built around things that I know I have to get done and I just get done and then I'm available for whatever else comes into my world. And then, you know, about 8.30, 9 o'clock, we start putting the kids down. And that's when, you know, Melissa and I have our time to 
hopefully get some time together. Yeah. I mean, our, our kids are just little negotiators. Yeah. They are amazing. Isn't that the problem with, like, <laughs> you yourself, like, being in that world and then yes. raising many yous? Damn it. And then having those conversations <laughs> of, like, well, why do you guys get to stay up late? Totally. Be like... they. They are great. Yeah. They are great. Kids, are, kids are evil. Yeah. No. And, and <laughs> while I'm in it, I'm like. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. You know, <laughs> but I, and then I'm just like, ah, go to bed. Yeah. Just go to sleep, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I shoot for bedtime around like 1030. Yeah. Okay. 1030, yeah. 11. Um, you, you know, and. Are you a big coffee drinker? Do you pound a lot of coffee during so the day? So I used to. Yeah. I, um. I've really toned it back. So mm-hmm. when I first wake up, I do the um, um, a mineral cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Right? So half a lemon and yeah. then some salt. iodized salt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I pound down, you know, 12 ounces of water. And then I uh, get my athletic greens in. And from there, then I allow myself to do like thirds, right? So I'll have one third of a cup of coffee and I'll just milk it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back for my second one. And by the time the kids are up, I'll typically finish my third. And, you know, that's one cup for the morning. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm feeling, you know, frisky, I'll go for a uh, iced Americano. There you, you know? go. So yeah. the, yeah. That's my jam. Treat. Fancy, yeah. fancy. Yeah. And kind of in line with the Wim Hof idea, I was going to ask you, um, y- you seem similar to me in the sense that like a very analytical person, very regimented, very type a to an extent uh do you have any like room for like spirituality in your life like stuff and i know breath work kind of can fall under that where you're trying to kind of take yourself out of the day-to-day grind and stuff but i'm just curious is there's i mean obviously breath work uh, i mean yoga anything that really Mm -hmm. kind of takes you out of what you do every day yeah that's a great question um you know, I've been on the path towards transcendental meditation. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and so during Wim Hof, we do a ton of breath work. Yeah. Right. And what's amazing is like, when was the last time you counted how long you could hold your breath? Uh, I, 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 Damn I, I it. Will. You're not supposed to be like, oh, yeah, I did that yesterday. <laughs> I uh, did it for 12 <laughs> minutes. I'll answer. Uh, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Right? So when I was a kid. Yeah, Steven, I'm like you. I am. <laughs> I can go counting my damn it. breath, right? Yeah. I mean, unless I'm in a pool and showing off to my kids, I'm like, what's yeah. this? I can go down and back. You know? Um, what was amazing during Wim Hof was I realized I could hold my breath for a really long time. Yeah. What's a like, really long time to you? Well, for me, it was a minute. A minute and a half to two minutes. That's right. a really long time. Which I had no idea I was capable of. I don't think I could even I mean, hold when it for I was, 30 seconds. Yeah, when you I was a kid. You could do it during that, yeah. Y- right, yeah. we did it all the time, and you're like, oh, I could go a minute, you know. Yeah. Um, the one minute is the, is right? the gold, yeah. okay, gold standard. Okay, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been seven <laughs> minutes. Come on up. <laughs> time to get up, Joe. He's doing uh, a really cool float now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's sure. training. He's doing some yeah. sort of training. He's under there. David Blaine style. And so when we were going through some of these breathwork sessions, like I was, I was just really impressed at how effective it was. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, one night after, right. Talk about like continually pushing yourself and testing yourself, mm-hmm. go jump mm-hmm. in a gosh dang frozen lake that you just cut an ice block out of. And then you'll see really where you are mentally. Yeah. 
So we had gotten done with um, that dip for the day, and we came back, and we went pretty deep into um, the breath work, which is like 40 reps of um, uh, where you're essentially taking in like, um, I think it was 30 breaths, and then you hold, mm-hmm. right? So, and we did that like seven different times. Um, and I think it was on like the fifth iteration where I legitimately was like floating above my body and I'm watching myself go through this. And then I like dive back down into my body and I can see myself, I'm laying on the floor and I'm looking down at my feet and I see this, um, your aura, man, it's blue. Right. Right? I see this blue figure, like, kind of crawl up out of my body, step away from me, turn around and say, adios, and like turns and runs through the wall. Legitimately with breath work, no drugs, no, no drugs. alcohol, no nothing. And at that point I was like, oh, there's something to this. <laughs> Bro, like I just un- unlocked the next chamber. That's insane. Yeah. No, it's super That's cool. so cool. Yeah. I. I've dabbled in it slightly because I, I got obsessed with it. I got the book, like, y- y- Something Can't Kill Me or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. I right. haven't. So, yep. Essentially about him. And so then it led me down the YouTube trail of, like, okay, well, he has this, like, private course. And then people were putting up the Wim Hof breathing. And then he started releasing all of his uh, breath work. Mm-hmm. And so I did it a couple times. And like you were saying, the holding the breath, like if you were told to hold your breath right now, you would probably struggle to get to, to 45 seconds to oh, a minute. 100%. But when you get all that carbon dioxide out of your, your system, right? you are, it's crazy how just your first time doing it, you could probably hold it for a minute and a half, maybe two, like, yeah. and then, you know, they don't suggest you do it underwater. Like when a lot of these well, guys have these blackouts, it's frowned upon. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But it is an interesting thing because I remember doing it sitting alone and just feeling tingly, feeling very weird and like almost high, like to an yeah. ex, to yeah. a weird extent. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that. And, and everything I've read is that's extremely common. It's like, how are we just talking about this right now? Like, how how come this is not a common phenomenon that people are, are not utilizing instead of maybe drugs. Because like, uh-huh. they took away LSD for well, all yeah. those years. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but the breathwork is an extremely interesting thing that I feel like is only talked about in like certain circles. Like if I yeah. went home and told my wife, like, let's yeah. do some breath work, she would be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, it's not a common thing that's discussed yeah. with no. people. And I, I feel like we're I feel like we're missing the point, right? When I, when I take a step back and I look at society now, and this is, this is more where I'm like getting to in my life is how to impact on a major level, right? Because I've, I've had some personal success in my life Mm -hmm. and now it's like, what can I do to impact a a greater community? Right. Right. Um, and I, I think some of that is missing, right? It's, do you think everybody should, you know, uh, go and flip a house or learn about the financing and all that? You know, yeah, there's so much that I feel like we're, we're missing on the importance, um, you know, of really what's necessary for us to learn as we grow up. Um, and I don't understand how we're, I mean, I'm 42, right? 
You guys are over 30. Mm-hmm. How are we just now talking about breath work? Yeah. I do think like breath work is something to be unlocked. And if you would just give yourself an opportunity to learn it, and I think you have to do it with other people, doing it on your own is one thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you probably get to that point after you go and you experience it in a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because you go into it and you're like kind of tight and you're like, oh, I don't know. I if can't I'm really let right. My, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. and yeah. And then, and then somebody comes over and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, your diaphragm isn't necessarily moving the right way. Here's how you're supposed to breathe, right? right? And learning the process, but then being able to share it with others. Mm. For a lot of people, I think that would be very healthy. How did you get started in it? I did Wim Hof. Just like I went to the Wim Hof little thing. But I mean, like you had to be curious before that, or did you try it before YouTube videos, books? Like, So I'm super curious um, when it comes to like, elevating your mind love right it. love it um so i've been like reading about mushrooms i've been reading about lsd i've been reading about all these yes. you know different um different opportunities for exploring your mind deeper than what we have access to right now and breathwork naturally comes into that so i've read some books you know and um cool. again the the wim hof thing was oh i get to test my mind test my body and there's breath work. It just made sense, yeah. you know, and that's, that's why awesome. I jumped into it. Yeah. The curious mind, I think, is is yeah. super good to have uh, because you find stuff that works for you that you would have never guessed yeah. ever would. Yeah. Have you have you done anything in nature in regards to cold? I haven't gone and done that. I would love yeah. to, but like you're saying, you need kind of a group. And I don't know where to find You need a that. guide, yeah. right? If you're well, gonna sure. if you're gonna go do it, you need a guide. You need to understand that you you can't just jump out of cold water and go jump in your hot car, right? Because right. that's going to be doing more damage than, you know, uh, you realize mm-hmm. what you're doing. So, but it's, it's just a different experience. Like I understand the cold shower thing. Um, and it's, and it's really good, right? I mean, the health benefits are, you know, it, sure. it's all stacked up and dipping in nature is such a unique experience mm-hmm. and one I would I would definitely push on everybody partnered with the breath work yep okay it all all comes together Interesting. Yeah. because you have to no, it's, sort of breathe through you have the to, cold you like, have to yeah. understand I, how to negotiate with your body it's maybe talk to the someone that like is like no there's no way yeah like breath work sounds like Fancy food. It sounds, yeah. it sounds like <laughs> jumping in cold water right. just sounds horrible. Yeah, but like, sure. what's the benefits? What are we? I mean, because I I've only done like a little bit of Wim Hof research, but like, what's the benefits? Smaller why do penis, it? Why do, why like do, instantaneously. Yeah, is that smaller penis? Is that, penis is that what we're going for nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I know that's what happens. The, <laughs> the case of the disappearing penis yeah. is all around us. Yeah, but <laughs> sorry, um, I'm on the case. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, I I think I think in order to hear it and accept it, you have to be in a mind space that you're open to it, right? So if I talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, I'll never do that, then it's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to waste my time trying to convince you that it's going to be beneficial, right? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of the benefits stem from like trying to decrease inflammation, clarity yeah. in your mind, more energy. I mean, like they they have all of the benefits listed out online if you want to go look them up. But you, yeah. you know what this sounds like is we need to do a vlog. Oh, and in. we need to me. all go you do a plunge 
somewhere together cool. in nature. We'll do the whole Dude, I'd be video. Down. Absolutely. Because what, well, what you were saying was like. What color are, like, bikinis up, are we wearing? Yeah. <laughs> like, Red. Uh, <laughs> level up consciousness, like reach a higher, you know, level of your brain. Like you just, you, you check in my boxes when you say that stuff. And I never even like heard of like. Of I me? No, no, no. I've no, heard of no, you. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dodgeball <laughs> 2007. <laughs> what, what are you? Are you not watching the Ocho? How dare you? Uh, uh, the Ocho uh, highlights? Sorry. I'm no, just, just like it checks all my boxes. So I'm very, very curious about um, enlightenment. Enlightenment. Like, yeah. We have had long drugs, drugs, mushrooms. What does LSD. that mean? What, what does enlightenment, enlightenment mean to you? Uh, in Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, in my head, it just means just enjoying where I'm at being grateful, but also like in my head, understanding a little bit more. Okay. I feel like enlightenment to me is like almost like trying to answer questions people don't want to ask. Like looking at stuff that like people don't want to waste their time, like thinking about like, you know, is there another level or, you know, most people like you said are, are too busy in a general world. Like right. I got to do my nine to five. I got to hang out yeah. with my family after I'm trying to eat healthy. I can't do that. I got to work out. by 9 o'clock. A hundred percent. You <laughs> right. don't have enough hours in the day. I want to find out what, you know, humans have been experiencing for uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, millions of years, like what they've been chasing, like, or what they've been hoping to see right. or or get to some sort of, like, contentment. Yeah, I've talked to my father-in-law and, like, he talked about this one time uh, when he did ayahuasca mm. and he just, like, he, he was like his, his first night he, and I'm, I'll, but I'll butcher it. So I'm not going to really go into he too died. much detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he got, yeah. No, he's still, he's actually a burning man right now. Like yes. literally. Yeah. He's a burning man. Um, no, but he talked about just like how he was able to talk to this Spirit, like you, like basically when you said the blue aura yeah. and it came out of you, like that reminded me of his story. Mm -hmm. Like there's something higher than us, like, and understanding that a little bit more and getting closer to that is somewhat very enticing to me, but I still don't understand it. And just even taking one step closer to what that might look like. Right. Because I feel like Christianity, I mean, we all, we've been talking about this a lot in our podcast is like you think you're already there. But then once you rip that apart and you rip out like the organized religion, you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't be farther away. Mm -hmm. And then so actually getting in touch with a spiritual side. And then like it took me a long time to get there because I feel like spirituality, I was always like, oh, that's organized religion. Christ that's Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And it's only been recently where I've been like, oh no, I'm actually like more spiritual. I'm becoming more spiritual than I am than I ever have been. Mm -hmm. And so finding those like little, you know, the um, little things that maybe help along the way, but get to an understanding of, you know, for quote, like a lack of a better word, enlightenment. Like I'm very curious in mushrooms, LSD. Like I've, DMT, I've never done any like stuff. psychedelics. Uh, I tried to do mushrooms once I talked about it on here and like, I didn't take enough. So okay. going out again and trying more, but stuff like that. I'm like, I'm curious. So yeah. definitely with breath work and definitely the, the polar plunging, like you got me, you piqued my interest. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, I was just listening to this podcast because uh, like the same idea is like, so you can either get to this realm of understanding or, or whatever you want to call it. 
um, through drugs or through a different different avenue. And this episode I listened to was the Joe Rogan podcast with Rick Strassman, mm-hmm. and he's like the the LSD king, r- yeah. writing all these um, clinical papers about like why we should be using uh, psychedelics. Yeah, and so he talked heavily about like DMT and yep. like these experiences that him and Joe both shared, which is weird. Um, that they're similar in the sense of like talking to this, this, this being at some point in the, this being was telling them certain things or like, you know, it's okay to be like who you, you know, almost very simple messages, but they were like talking to another realm. Yeah. And it's like, how do two different people that couldn't have been more different have like similar experiences with a, a spiritual being that they've encountered. Yeah. And it's just, there's something there. Oh yeah, there I is. Mean, there has to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. I think that's why we're yeah. fascinated with like aliens and ghosts. You know, for sure, like, stuff it's like that. Something that will will explain the supernatural world that mm. like I choose not to to tend to believe in, but I can't deny that there is other realms, maybe of right. some sort, other so, dimensions. Dimensions. Sorry. But but what happens when you learn about that other dimension, and what do you what what happens when you, uh, you know, have that moment of enlightenment? Is there more enlightenment? Like, you know, you know what I'm. It's always uh, a, what I'm asking. It's, it's like always grabbing. What, what happens when you get there? I think you you ascend into heaven, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, you're just gone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right? Are, are we talking about death? Or are we talking about something? I, else I think here? what happens is you look <laughs> at your current struggles and yeah. your current life, and you start thinking that they don't not matter, but like don't aren't as a big deal as you make them your problems and all these different yeah. things. If you realize that there is potentially an afterlife or a different dimension, all these different things, I think you look at your problems that you have now or your ego or whatever you have. And you're like, man, I really don't know much or, yeah. you know, I yeah. haven't figured out life. Well, it, to ask your question for us to you, what does enlightenment mean to you? Yeah, I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> I just know I want it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um I you know, I But what I mean, why do you want it? Yeah, no. It it goes it goes into for me it's for me it's death. Right. For me it's being super totally comfortable with dying. Sure. And like if I died as I drove out of here, hopefully not. Right. And if I did, like I've had a really cool life, man. Yeah. And it would be a major bummer to not, you know, walk my daughter down the aisle and right. see my kids grow and, you know, and, and sure. I could get really fucking wrapped up in that. And at the same time, like I, I have no, I have no bearing over whether I'm going to get there or they're going to get there right? or who's going to be there. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, it's the, the constant ascension towards just being okay with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm okay with whatever happens. I want really cool stuff to happen. I want to enjoy my time. I want, you know, to do cool ass shit with cool ass people. And I want to enjoy the shit out of my family while I have them. And if it all ended, I know I'd be okay. And I know that most likely they'll be okay or they may struggle. Who the fuck knows? But that's their journey. Right. And so I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm personally looking for other than just being here, you know, doing my best to have a great time, do it right mm. and impact a massive amount of people. And I don't know what that means yet. 
Yeah. Interesting. Do you find that most people are are just in? I mean, I I do agree. I'm going to answer this for myself too, is that people are just afraid of talking about death or what death yeah. is because it is the great unknown. What well, is, you know, um, uh, it's inevitable for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's the biggest question of life, yeah. essentially what is going to happen after. And a lot of people would look at it as like a nihilistic kind of view of you being like, I'm okay with dying. Like whenever I don't prefer that, but you know, I've done a, I've done the best with my life that I can. I've tried to set my family up as best as I can and just accept that when that day comes that hopefully it's, it's quick and painless, you know, I mean, I guess that's all you can hope for, but like death is something that I think way too many people focus on as kind of using it as a negative. I use it as something that I'm going to die. I need to set myself up so that I have zero regrets or zero things that I I wanted to accomplish before that day comes. And so live each day kind of like that could be tomorrow. Right. You know, and it's, but how do you do that? Like, right. You can't do everything in one day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, go. Um, Memento Mori. Yeah. Yeah. You're familiar Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. Right. I just came across this and it somewhat speaks to it. It's this quote by the Dalai Lama man surprised me most about humanity because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how could they be so deep? Like when I think of Stoics or philosophers back in the day, like uh, again, when we talk about being too busy, like that was that, that guy's is that guy's profession, right? Like be like, wake up 8am, grab some coffee. Let's <laughs> philosophize, <laughs> baby. Let's go. think yeah. those who do, <laughs> do. <laughs> All right. That'll be it for today. Jim, write that one down. That's going to be, uh, that's going to be a good one in a couple thousand years. Uh, yeah. That's funny. So like what's next? What's, coming down the pipeline that you're like, oh, I'm starting to learn it, look it up on Google. What's next? I think for, for me, the importance of staying on my path that I'm on right now, um, you know, that's, that's really my focus. So continuing to learn the market, um, right? Because and the reason that I'm doing that is so that I can help other people detach from the <clears throat> burden of having to do the day in, day out grind, right? Oh, that's, that's what I'm, hopefully working towards, right? So I can help you understand how to get up, look at the market, and in 15 minutes be able to go, okay, cool. I took my pound of flesh for the day. I'm out. I'm going to go do whatever the F I want. Right. So staying on that path and being committed to learning that as as well as I can um, before jumping off and attempting to teach it, right, and teach it to kids, Teach sure. it to, you know, parents cool. and, cool. you know, anybody that might be interested. So that's one one big part of it. Um, we've got a nice chunk of land out in Girdwood that we're looking at developing next. So we we have four units that we're developing right now. And um, then we've got a three-acre parcel out there that could be a really, really neat project. And I'm excited about it. It comes with a lot of challenges uh, in its own right. Um, but what, what we could put together um, is pretty exciting and... Um, you know, and then the, the aspect of finding the money, 
right? Yeah. And bringing the project together and, you know, and that's that's the the sort of thing that excites me, right? And always always continually just testing my abilities and, you know, whether it's mindset, whether it's physical, right? Or just my know-how uh, given everything that I've learned up to this point. So, you know, and then figuring out how to create some really cool experiences for my family, because I know that's what they'll take with them down the road. Right. Um, you know, we, we did a uh, month long road trip in 19. It was, uh, so typically we'd get the heck out of Girdwood for November because it just rains. It's miserable. Right. Yeah. And so one year we said, all right, we're going to fly down to Texas, go visit Melissa's in-laws and then fly over to Arizona. We're going to get a car and we're going to drive up to Portland and we're just going to go see everybody we know along the way. And it was amazing, and my kids still talk about it to this day. Yeah. And it is one of the most vivid sequences of memories that I have. Yeah. And so, you know, working on how to go do more stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. Because you're not not really vacationing until you reach day 15 of your vacation. Mm. That's what we learned. Interesting. In doing, um, I refer to them as like a mini retirement, right? It's just a month-long retirement where... You just go do whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so one year we spent it over in Hawaii. We were there for about six weeks. The year of the earthquake, we ended up being well, able you know. to extend yeah. our yeah our travel. Um, so yeah, so continually working to figure out how to create those experiences and how to just really find time to bond with our kids and that. hopefully not not lose it in the the grind of the day to day. What's like a guilty pleasure for you, though, outside of all of this stuff? I'm not allowed to say. 90 Day Fiance. Not, not no. at all. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. That's yeah. right. Um, a guilty pleasure. Um, like My 600-Pound Life. Like, I love that show. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> I don't really watch TV. Sure. Um, so what else do you have to ask me? I'll come like, back to that here shortly. Do you ever have a um, a Fat Joe night, like, Steven and I have oh, talked man. about these where we have fat Kyle and I have fat Steven night where yeah. sometimes so, you'll get ice cream or and you'll finish the whole tub and I get where to go. I get a uh, a Philly cheesesteak oh, yeah. straight out of Philly with a straight few out wings. of Philly. So <laughs> good. <laughs> it's so fries, good. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Uh and then I'll watch a movie, like I'll have some beers. Yeah. That's my fat Steven night. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I don't feel good. Like the next day, the next no, day, not at but all. But during it, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't like, feel better. It's my 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 cheat day. Yeah, and it's yeah. been happening more than more. Than, <laughs> but basically, every Wednesday uh, through Friday. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, weekend, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. Uh, I mean, so for me, it's hard because I I don't eat meat. Right. So like. Those days of Philly cheesesteaks are no more for me because I loved straight out of Philly, yeah, yeah. Philly cheesesteaks. And I loved a big pizza and stuff in my face with ice cream and, you know, stuff like that. It just doesn't happen for me um, as much as it used to. Sure. Um, but that's because, right, I'm just focused on staying staying at a certain level with both athletic and physical I'm not saying that I'm in, you know, the best shape, but I'm in a good shape that I like. Yeah. And it's important to me. Right. So the food thing, the food thing was a major challenge for me growing up. Um, Like 
I used to come home after school in elementary and I'd mob this massive bowl of cereal and like I just ate whatever and then I started getting athletic and I could eat whatever. And then when I stopped getting athletic and I would eat whatever, then it was like yeah. boom, 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 right? I used to be 40 pounds heavier than I am right now. Yeah. Right. And so it was a major uh, switch in my mind to go food is fuel and it's still an ongoing challenge. So my guilty pleasures don't really revolve around food unless I get some chips and salsa. I can hammer down some chips and salsa. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Some a good Mexican restaurant. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think um, anymore, and this is going to sound so dumb, but um, anymore, a guilty pleasure is just like, sitting there not doing anything right yeah and like engorging you know uh content uh about about the market right now because i'm infatuated with it right right or crypto just or doing something that just yeah yeah just something that is um right um what do they say um Everything in moderation. Uh, so anything that is outside of moderation, right, um, for me is is where I start to fall into the guilty pleasure mm -hmm. part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I like beer and I drink beer, um, but it's not an unusual thing. So I don't think of it as like a guilty pleasure. Drink a lot of red wine, you know, a little yeah. J here and there. The, like, the, uh, you know, so. the, the no meat thing, is that yeah. health related? Is that... Uh, yeah. Like, well, because like some people do it because like the animal rights. So like, I tried that and it failed. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was like, oh, I don't like the way that cows are treated. Right. And that didn't last at all for me. So then I read a book, How Not to Die. And it talks about the 15 top killers, right? Which cardiacs right at the base yep, of everything. Yep. And um, they did all these tests and ran labs and, you know, everything around um, how animal protein is correlated with um, cardiac challenges. And they could never come out and say that if you eat animal protein, you're going to have a heart attack, right? But there was enough coincidences and enough, um, I just heard it, yeah, right, in my brain where it was like, cool, I don't really need animal protein. Clicked. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I still take some cream in my coffee every now and again. Oh, are you crazy? You know, You're I know. Crazy kid. Son of a gun, you. Vegans, um, <laughs> you got that? You hear that? But it was just, yeah. it was just, it was just something that made sense to me. Yeah. Right. And like my kids, like, oh, you want a hot dog? Get yourself a hot dog. Right. You're gonna have to make this decision for yourself. This is a decision. I mean, yeah. For me. That's cool. I I do want to touch on this really quick. Um, we've taken up a lot of your time, so yeah. thank you. We're very grateful that you're here. Thank you for being here. But I am very curious. Keyjoy, previously yeah. known as Fossil Fuel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know it, Kyle. Like, I literally, I have one like probably once a week. Oh, really? Right? I'll go to Black Cup, get Amazing. my cup of coffee yeah. on the way out of town to towards a meeting, and I'll always have a fossil fuel donut. Yeah. Um, but the like, kind was like, oh yeah, you you know, like he started that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, so wh what? Yeah. Like, tell me, what's your what's your uh, what was your involvement? In Keyjoy, and then tell people what uh, it is. Yeah, too, so for people that don't know. So Keyjoy is the recently rebranded name for fossil fuel donuts. Um, we, turns out we couldn't trademark fossil fuel. Weird. Mm, yeah. um, huh. uh, Never have guessed. Hindsight on that. Um, yeah. Learning lessons. So we went with Keyjoy, and it initially started as a you know what food 
aligns with keto because I was keto. I was training for my full Ironman. Keto worked amazing for my body. So I used to mob some bacon and cheese and like all the meats, right? Um, because I, I was on the keto line and I couldn't find any keto food. And um, my business partner was also keto at that time. So we were running um, Quick Cup Espresso. We had purchased that business over on Arctic and it was a grease pit. Yeah. We had, we had, you know, big aspirations. I was going to bring, uh, one of the companies I had at the time fit mailbox into that space. Um, and it just didn't work. And so we had this amazing manager who was like a bakery curious. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> um, so yeah. she, she was like, I just want to make some, you know, some different types of food. And we were like, cool, make something keto. Cause there's nothing on the damn market. Yeah. And so one day she came up with this freaking donut and donuts are sexy. Like Everybody there's loves something special about yeah. a donut. Yeah. This is not your conventional donut, right? right? It's way different, but the shape of it is sexy. So we're, we, we took a bite of it and we're like, holy shit, this thing's really good. Yeah. Right. And so right then and there, I think we all kind of looked at each other. And we're like, okay, shut quick up down. We're over this business, right? Let's push resources into these donuts. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. Yeah. And that was back in 18. Yeah. I was going to say that was yeah, 17, yeah. 17, 18. Cause it was, 17, it had 18, to have been yeah. around 17. Cause I think we were starting cutting caliber. Yeah. We were doing and oh, yeah. yeah, we were kind of like up and coming and then we saw fossil fuel at the same time. So we kind of came in together and we would like do markets together or yeah. do trade shows or whatever. Yeah. Um, I so. still have the fossil fuel sticker on my laptop. Cool. And it's, you oh, know, wow. vintage. Yeah. Vintage. Yeah, it is vintage it's, now. Yeah, it's what, gonna be. Uh, what does Keyjoy mean? Keyjoy is just basically keto joy okay. slammed together, okay. right? Because <clears throat> keto keto has done something amazing for so many people across the world. I mean, when you start talking about some of the benefits of keto and um, and really just carb restriction, mm -hmm. right? For, I mean, it, it falls over into medical, right? Um, the, it just stretches in so many directions. And I think at some point we as a society will probably get to a point where it's you're either keto vegan or your guilty pleasure day. Right. Like I, I just have yeah. that feeling. Um, and so, uh, keto was a big thing. It worked for me. So I was a big proponent of it. Um, it was, it was not, it was not my idea. I'm not taking credit for any of it. I was just part of the process. Sure. Right. And, um, you know, we were coming up with like keto, paleo, vegan, you know, KPV is kind of the basis around the donut KPV energy, um, and moving in that direction. And so we got to a point where it was growing enough. It, we were getting interest enough to where we were like, we got to get out of Alaska. Just yeah. the shipping was killing us. Sure. Right. And so, um, Alexa and Jordan, who are really the heart and soul of Keyjoy, yeah. um, they're down in Boulder and yeah. they are running and gunning. They're doing an amazing job. We just had uh, a conversation to go into like all the sprouts across the nation. Um, it's it's sprouts. like a natural grocers it's like type a whole food, whole yeah, food kind of thing. market, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, more, it's a takeoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So. Yeah. And, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, at this point, like, you know, I've, I've just kind of thrown my hands up and I'm like, I don't know how to help you guys. You're doing amazing. You tell me where I can support you and I'll do my best to do so. Right. And really at the end of the day, for me, it's, 
how can I bring more resources to this brand? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, part of the company, but I think it's a really cool product and I think it's something that the market is really looking for. And so yeah. where can I go and get more money, you know, to help grow this business? Sure. Cool. So, so they send you about five dozen every week or so. Yeah, or totally. Or I like just go just and sling them. Big old <laughs> no, I pay for all my donuts. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta reinvest. You're just yeah. like us. Yeah, totally. But I'm, I'm on the shipment plan. You can get 20 donuts for 84 bucks a month, basically, yeah. Yeah, or whatever web- it is. Plug it. What's Plug the it. website? It's keyjoy.co. So not okay. .com, .co. Yeah, like where can uh, people, if they were one to follow you or contact, maybe they're looking to buy a house. What's the best way to, <laughs> you know, are you still doing that kind of one-on-one stuff or do you kind of hand that off to? Yeah, so by design right now, I am I am working behind the scenes. Sure. Right? Um, because I, I want to figure out, again, for me, it's how do I impact on a larger level? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what mm-hmm. that is just yet. So we still do real estate. My wife um, is involved in real estate as well. So we primarily just go through referrals in our network and our sphere that we know they just, you know, they show up when they're ready. Um, but it's not a, it's not a part of our business that we really market and push anymore. Like yeah. it's just, it's there. Um, so for me, you know, it's, uh, right now I'm a little harder to find. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you're not design. like a huge social media guy. No, I was um, for a minute and then, um, yeah. it was during COVID and I was just like, I don't know, COVID kind of killed that. Helped me, helped me go, you know what? This doesn't speak to me right now. Mm. I've got to focus mm. on bigger. Sure. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Joe, so much for coming on. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the interview of Joe Bell. And I know, like I said in the intro, I'm sure you felt the same way. Your jaw dropped uh, when he mentioned that he was a 2007 world champion of dodgeball, man. That is insane to me i gotta be honest since we did this episode i've been in my garage just practicing with my stinger against the <laughs> the garage door because oh is that what I'm the kids pretty, are calling it that these days <laughs> yeah i'm Stingers? i've been using aiden as a target <laughs> and <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm gonna try out for the team one of these years because yeah that sounded fun it is funny because like um you know now that we're having guests on every week uh people are like hey who's on next week and so i say you know for this I one, I was like, oh, next week is Joe Bell. And they're like, who? And I, so I tell them. And so I tell them, like, you know, the the real estate, he's into marketing, like just very smart entrepreneur, but also um, just, you know, CEO of Keller Williams, et cetera, et cetera. But when I get to the dodgeball part, people are just like, what the heck? Like in Alaska? I'm like, yes. Like there was a team in Alaska and they won the world champion of 2007 of dodgeball. Like it just like blows everybody's mind. And it that's not the only part of this episode that I really, really liked though. Of course, that was like something that I've never, I never could have imagined that would come out of that guy's mouth. But just the little like truth drops that the dude would talk about, you know, um, just his... Uh, his roles and what he's learned and his advice. And I just, I was really thankful to him to come on and just be super open and super honest with us about his 
uh, you know, his his walk, basically his his path, his journey. Yeah, and I think what you've heard on the episode is that Stephen and I will be doing an ice bath with him. Clothing optional. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna coming say coming up this winter. Yeah. yeah, that I you know we talked about that on the podcast, but then after we hit record, we were like, oh yeah, we definitely have to do this, and he's like. Oh, it's going to happen. So it would be fun to like bring out a videographer with us to video us and doing it. So I think that's already in the works. We're going to be, um, you know, trying, trying something new because it, you know, I think he even said this and I might've come off like I didn't want to do it like the ice bath, but I think, you know, in my head, I was like, no, I, I'm, I definitely want to try this. Uh, I definitely am curious about it. And the benefits that both of you were saying, I was like, this sounds like something I've been missing in my life. And so I've really kind of dug it. And I'm so I'm, I'm excited and hopefully that happens. Um, but in the meantime, we don't want to keep you any longer than you have already uh, spent the time with us. But we'd love for you to go check out our Instagram at Go Fix Yourself Podcast um, and just follow us there. We're posting little show clips. We're posting pictures. Um, every week we're also kind of asking our guests, like, what are the three things or three albums that they've really enjoyed in their life? And so we're sharing those graphics and we're sharing, you know, updates to our merchandise and all that stuff. So really, if there's anything you can do to support this show, um, besides listening to it, which we thank you for listening is to go to our Instagram and just hit follow we'd love that all right well i think that's it for this episode and we will see you guys next week thanks for tuning in kyle and steven will be back with a new episode next week in the meantime check out gofixyourselfpodcast.com and remember to always go fix yourself